What is up, everybody? I am the current and longest reigning WWE pay-per-view champion. But what do you all came to see? The hot commodity, Aunt C. And you're my good friend, co-host, uh, opponent for WrestleMania. Introduce yourself, sir. My name is Christian, uh, co-host here. And I'm excited. I mean, this SmackDown kind of sucked, to be honest. Though. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. Um, Raw last night was pretty good, but... This this SmackDown w was all right. Um, well, there's one particular part of it that I, I thought was was interesting, and I'll, I'll probably be my moment of the day. But um, besides that, I didn't, I didn't really see anything interesting here. Yeah, the SmackDown was kind of just again very filler esque for me. Um, we dropped this boy. We are the Uncensored Processing Podcast, and yes, we are covering WWE Friday Night SmackDown from March tenth, twenty twenty three. Live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And yeah, as Christian said, this episode was the pits. Fucking it, I mean, it wasn't that good. Uh, we start out tonight with Paul Hayden approaching Jay Uso backstage. And remember, the last episode of Raw was when the Usos finally, Jay Uso showed whose side he's on. He super kicked Sami Zayn. So we're getting the fallout from that. And um, Jay tells, so Paul Hayden approaches Jay backstage. And Jay tells Paul Heyman that, um, tell him to tell Roman that he is here. And Jay Uso says that he will talk about the situation in the ring later on tonight. So Jay wants to confront Roman and just sort of show him that, you know, I was on your side. We'll get to that later on. Uh, this match is our first match. I was surprised. I know this is just a regular match, but it is for the number one contendership. We're going to be kind of a title at WrestleMania. And we have Drew McIntyre taking on Xavier Woods, Sheamus, LA Knight, and Karrion Cross with Scarlet. And this one, you kind of tell what was going to happen here. Um, a lot of back and forth action to start. Xavier Woods nails a springboard elbow drop to LA Knight. Imperium walk down. And of course, Gunther is our Intercontinental Champion. Um, Sheamus hits Xavier Woods with 10 beats. And then um, Cross and LA Knight get 10 beats as well. The end comes when Sheamus hits Woods with a bro kick and Drew McIntyre nails a claymore to LA Knight. They pin both men and pretty much Sheamus and Drew both get the victory here. But we don't know what they're going to do. Uh, what do you think about this, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus kind of both weighing this? Oh, this was, yeah, I thought this was this was really good. Um, the crowd was chanting triple threat. Um, yeah. I, I, I hope that's what they end up doing. Um or I, I do believe that they're doing a one-on-one -on -one match. I don't know, later in the show. I will, we'll get to that. But later, Gunther does a, a segment with Pierce in the back. And Pierce says that next week uh, they, they'll do a one-on-one -on -one match where the winner uh, gets the gets the match. And Gunther was pretty upset about it because he, he wants a worthy opponent. opponent. And, and look, both those guys have reasons why they won the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, they both want – Sheamus wants revenge. Um, Drew, I, 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 I feel like with him getting the Intercontinental Championship or just him in the Intercontinental Championship scene, it's kind of like big for the Intercontinental Championship because last year at Mania, like they didn't even get defended or anything. So, um, it's good to see. Same thing with the United States Championship. Like those two matches are going to be one of the best ones. Um, but I think. I think the same thing happens again with that match, but we'll talk more about that later. But I thought this was set up good, and it was a good setup to next week. Uh, 
But by next week, we we really need to know who's what what the match is. Is it going to be a triple threat or who's going to fight Gunther for the title at Mania? Yeah, I thought they were doing this um, match at the live show at Madison Square Garden, but I guess they decided to cancel it. I thought it was going to be like a battle royal. No, you can't do that at a live show. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, dude, I feel you. I'm excited. Like, I hope they do a triple threat between Sheamus and Drew and uh, Gunther. But if they don't, I'd rather see Drew take on Gunther because we haven't really seen it. But we'll see. So we see Paul Heyman backstage. And Paul says that Cody Rhodes got involved in family business. For a thousand days, Roman has been the champion. Uh, when Roman aligned with the bloodline, or when we are aligned, the bloodline cannot be stopped. Or Roman was told to smash Cody Rhodes with the truth. And the only story Cody will have to tell is when he acknowledges his tribal chief. So more words from Paul. Really not much to go off there. Paul's been saying the same shit now for weeks, so... Uh, we find out the first inductee of the 2023 Hall of Fame is Ray Mysterio. Uh, what do you think about that? He has had a huge career, so I'm not surprised he's in the Hall of Fame. I'm not surprised he's in the Hall of Fame either. Well deserved. He's still active. Yep. Uh, hopefully, him versus Dominic uh, is like his farewell. Yeah. Uh, nothing better than honestly having wrestling your son at WrestleMania should just be your final match. So I think he's done. Uh, but well deserved, uh, respected by everyone in the industry. Mm-hmm. Never had a problem. Never made WWE look bad. Um, so well, well, well deserved. It was that jumping out the sky, Rey. Yeah, I do respect. I'm glad he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I do wish that if they do make this, you know, make this do his final match at WrestleMania against Dominic. I hated when they did this with Ric Flair, where they. Um, you know, inducted him the night before, and then it's like you know he's not going to win at this point. So, um, yeah. but it might be different with Ray and Dominic because it's not like it's like a retirement match. But yeah, so honor, kudos to you, Ray Mysterio, for being in the 2023 Hall of Fame. We're getting old, my friend. It's getting our our um, our our youth favorites are uh, becoming he Hall of Famers. Do I think he's a, yeah, I think I, I think he might be done probably. I mean, he's been doing he's it since the eighties, like the late eighties. So early nineties. Cena, yeah. Cena has been in WWE since 2002. So yeah, Ray, Ray came into WWE. I think oh, it, yeah, but Ray was in WCW. Yeah. Ray started in like, I think he actually started out in like new Japan, I think at first. And then, yeah. Some shit like ECW, that. WCW. So he's done it all. Um, so his heel, his heel work in WCW was gold. Like when he like didn't wear the mask and shit, and he had like the group. Uh, I forget what they're the animals. Yeah, some shit like that. Yeah, but he had that group in WCW where he was unmasked and he was very heelish. Uh, mm-hmm. I. Obviously, wasn't born back then, but obviously, I I know all about it. Um, those those were fun, those are fun to watch. Like those were good times. Like, mm-hmm. um, Ray Mysterio, like you said, you made a good point. Like you always cower on him. WWE, like you know, like he's he's the bomb. So respect to you, right? And speaking of Ray, he comes out to the ring, and before he can even say anything, Judgment Day come out, and Dominic Mysterio says, "How pathetic! WWE is really going to induct a washed up old man into the Hall of Fame. How many events did you miss?" For your career, you chose these people over me. Mommy was right. 
I'm ashamed of you. And that's when Legado del Fantasma come out and they challenge uh, Judgment Day to a six-man tag. And the match happens, a lot of back-and-forth action. Dominic baseball slides Ray outside, and then Damian Priest kicks Del Toro, allowing Dom to roll him up. Uh, after the match, Dominic has the microphone, and Dominic says, I want to have wait, I want to have a heart-to-heart with you, Dad. And the Rey Mysterio gets in the ring. Um, I should have been Eddie's son. Dominic pushes Ray. Um, and then Dominic goes after his dad, but he falls out of the ring. And uh, Ray Mysterio says, I will not fight you. Dominic says, you will. So we can talk about the match. And this, I mean, again, there's still long-term storytelling. They're not budging with Ray's not going to fight Dominic. Uh, what do you think about this match segment? I don't want to talk too much about, like, I don't, without saying too much about Raw, because honestly, like, I, I don't even want to say that because that's kind of a spoiler, but... Oh, I'm gonna let's see. I thought it was eh. It was eh. What? But uh, we'll talk about. I'll talk more about that situation when we cover Raw because I think the segment they did last night was ten times fucking better. The only here's the only problem I have, and we'll talk about this. I don't know if you saw the segment they did last night. Yes, um, the only thing is like the problem becomes like how long are you gonna push? The problem is like what he's doing. When you think about Kane Undertaker, right? Kane debuted in October, and then at WrestleMania they had their match. So it's like October, November, December, January, February. Yes, yeah, like five months, right? Dominic turned on, um, Ray like what six months ago? Cast the clash, clash at the castle. Yeah, so like six months. So my only question is, how much longer, like? And Undertaker, they don't really need a lot of build up because they're two monsters. You know the story. Kane got burned by the Undertaker. That's why Kane wants revenge. You no, know Dominic wants revenge on his dad for not being there. But if Ray has this whole idea, like, I'm not going to fight my son, whatever happened, and I keep saying this, has to be very, very, like, catastrophic. Because, yeah. you know, like, you, so far, he said, I wish I was Eddie's son. Everything he's done has been harsh, and Ray's still not budging. Something crazy is going to have to happen for us to really believe that Ray is going to fight his kid. Like, I thought Ray was going to fight on Raw, and I was like, this is really stupid. Because there has to be more than just him saying to his father, I wish I had a different dad. I mean, everyone says this to their parents sometimes when they're bad. So I just hope that when they do drop the bomb, it's going to be a big bomb. Like, I hope they fucking beat up the mother. Like, I know that's fucked up, but, like... No, I agree. Like, do something. Beat up the sister. Like, something. Because, like, if you're not going to fight him based on what he said to you and what he's done to you, then, you know, maybe he needs to pretend to break Eddie's grave. Do something that's going to really... Like, okay, this is my son, but he's also a human, and now I have to fight him. You know, like, you can't fight your son with just, oh, well, you said I was a terrible father. Like, no, if you've been backing off for six months, something crazy has to happen. But that's just my, hopefully, no, I, uh, go ahead. No, I, I agree. I, and I can't wait to see what Dominic does for Ray to finally say, all right, you want the match, you got it. 100%. Uh, speaking about uh, random matches, Viking Raiders with Valhalla taking on Ricochet and Braun Strowman. And this wasn't really a terrible match. It was decent, a lot of action. Um, 
Braun uh, nails a big boo, and Valhalla moves Eric and Braun because Braun's running at running at Eric. Valhalla moves him, and Braun runs right over the announce table. Valhalla waves at Ricochet, which distracts him, allowing Eric to land a flying splash. And the Viking Raiders are definitely making an impact on SmackDown. Uh, what do you think about them as a tag team? Really, not much to talk about. They're cool. Valhalla's great, right? Man, I they were the shit in NXT back in the day. It sucks yeah, when they were Raiders. Yeah, I the whole Sarah Logan bitch get her off. Valhalla, you don't like her? No. Um, it they won't be. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't care for the Viking Raiders. Not one bit. So. Yeah, I mean, again, like, I wish there was, I wish they didn't have the undisputed tag team titles because then you can kind of care a little bit more about yeah. the tag team divisions. But it's no, just I like they're just fighting for no reason. So it's no, like, okay. Like, Ron, you're going to tell me Braun Strowman and Ricochet shouldn't be tag team champions by now? Really? SmackDown tag team champions? Yeah, I don't know, my man. I, it's hard to really care about people when there's like they're not fighting for anything. There's no story behind it, you know. AEW does that sometimes with their matches on Dynamite. Like they'll just book random and like the matches are fine. Like they're, it's not like they're terrible when they actually, but like they'll put random people together. Like oh, where did that come from? You know. But it's all right. Let's move on. We have the SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair taking on Shotzi, and she makes quick work of Shotzi. Uh, a lot of action here, but Charlotte lands a spear in the figure eight, and she, you know, wins. Afterwards, Rhea Ripley gets inside the ring. Rhea comes down during the match. Charlotte says, what do you got to say, kid? And Rhea says, watching you tonight reminds me why I chose you. Rhea says, when I look in your eyes, I see your insecurities. I'm going to take what makes you feel important. And Charlotte says, I will outwork anyone. You're Rhea Bloody, Bloody Ripley. You'll rip apart anyone except for me. And, I mean, there you go. I mean, Charlotte's right. You know, Rhea can't beat her. I mean, she can beat her. She's beaten Charlotte before. But in terms of, like, who has most wins, Charlotte does have more wins over Rhea. What are your thoughts on Charlotte saying you can beat everyone but me? And I'm grabbing something, so keep going. I think Rhea Ripley's – I think she's – I don't care if she doesn't have the championship right now. I think she's the best wrestler – Women's wrestler. Honestly, put her in AEW as well. She'd kick everyone's ass. I think she's probably the best female superstar. I'm not even fucking kidding. She's so good. She's powerful. She's good on the mic. She's just she's 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 the shit. Like I I, I generally think she could beat Charlotte Flair. Um Charlotte just got back. Um so I don't know. Well, my question is though here. Sorry to just sort of jump back. Let me grab my title. I had to grab something. My question here is this for you: Like, I get they had to do the Royal Rumble. They needed a winner, but like they just put the title on Charlotte by beating Ronda. Right? Ronda comes back like she doesn't give a fuck. Like she lost the belt. Charlotte's fighting. Rhea. Doesn't want to be there. But but I and I and I get that. But like my whole my whole thing here is like then you should have had Rhea beat uh, Ronda. And then, like, I know it doesn't make sense, but, like, you already know Charlotte's not going to win. And if she wins, they're going to do a rematch or Rhea's going to win. So, like, why even, you know, I'm having this problem, for example, we're watching uh, the Attitude Era. 
And I'm currently watching Mankind and The Rock. Like, they're constantly, like, switching the titles back and forth. Like, fucking Mankind wins it on a pay-per-view, loses it on Raw, wins it at the next pay-per-view, loses it at the next Raw. Like, it's like that. My whole point is, like, Charlotte is the queen. Like, we know she's dominant. But, like, why even give her the title? Like, legit. When did she win it? December? So she holds it for like three months. I mean, there, there, there's no real purpose. And like, I want to see, I want to see Rhea with the championship, but it's like, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. The, nope. the build for the women is terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Well, we're almost. That's why Rhea is challenging uh, Charlotte because the SmackDown women's division is a joke to begin with. Yeah, I get it. But, like, I don't know. Like, what they should. Because here's the thing, too. Like, Rhea is the bad guy in the storyline, right? And it's kind of like, why. I like it better when a bad guy is dominant and then loses the title rather than a bad guy winning it for some reason. Because it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. They should have made Rhea win it and then have Charlotte go after Rhea at Mania and be like, I've beaten you before. I want. I don't know. Whatever. Let's move on. Uh, we're at our, you know, our closing segment for the night. The Usos come out, and uh, Jay says they ask me why I, why did I do it? Why did I betray Sami Zayn? What would you do? One of your family members is going through something. You will do anything for family. I had to do it. I had no choice because he is my blood. He is my twin, not you. You don't know what I'm going through. The one person I blame is Sami Zayn. Your ass ain't blood, and you never will be. Now that we got rid of Sam, the Sammy problem, all we have left is Cody Rhodes. And then Cody Rhodes runs out, and Cody says, your answer to, he's like, I am your answer to Roman Reigns. He says, you answer to Roman Reigns, I don't. I answer to them, and they rather see us fight, meaning the crowd. Cody runs down to the ring, and he attacks Jey Uso. Uh, they brawl, but then Sammy runs out and makes a save and all four men brawl through the crowd. Cody and Sammy are left standing tall over the bloodline. What are your thoughts on Cody continuing to help Sammy out? It makes sense because he's fighting Roman, but uh yeah it was good to see him unannounced. Um he's not backing down against the bloodline. Um you know the brawl was fine, decent way to end SmackDown. It wasn't as good as they did it on Raw. Yeah. Um you know, JJ's promo was good. We get it. He's loyal to his family. We know that now. Um, again, just waiting to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to see what they're going to do with that. Because uh, we know Cody at this point is fighting Roman, so we'll see. The only, my question for you is this, and I should say this for Raw, but I'll, I'll ask you now. We know that like the storyline so far has been Kevin doesn't want to team up with Sami. Do you like that they're pushing it where it's like, okay, like we're close to, we got like two more weeks to Mania. Would you rather have them made it earlier? Or do you like the fact that they're keeping us like where it's like, we know it's going to happen, but like they're probably not going to announce it until the night before. I I was just going to say, I wouldn't mind if they did do that the night before. If wrote Kevin Owens like, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. Like the night, yep. I think it'd get a big pop. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, cause I kind of like this, the way they're going with it too, where they're like not giving it to us right away. That's what she said. Um, so we've made it to the end of the SmackDown. There really wasn't a lot to cover here, but we covered it all. What was your favorite moment of the night? Uh, probably the triple threat. Right. Or the, I'm sorry, the 
the Intercontinental Championship match just because the way it ended and it was very, very interesting. Yeah, I I mean for me that was cool. I, you know, I wasn't expecting that. Um, I guess like finding out that Ray's in the Hall of Fame was cool because I was wondering when they were going to do the Hall of Fame. So I'm happy to find that out. But yeah, I mean, this episode, really not a lot happened. More happens on this week's episode of Raw, which we'll be covering. So, uh, Christian, thank you for joining me, my friend. Thank you all for listening. Um, This wasn't a long episode, but it's totally cool because, you know, not a lot happened this episode. But we're still on the road to WrestleMania. We got like two weeks now, um, and uh, we'll be back with our next video. I want you guys to stay safe and stay uncensored. Bye, y'all. Peace.